0: Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders, inside and outside the sciences, share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This week, I have something very different for you. I have some great guests with interesting topics lined up, but have not recorded those conversations yet. So rather than repeat an episode or do a best-of compilation, I'm going to share an episode from my other podcast, which is called Flip Turns, and it's relevant for a few reasons. First, we have talked about narrative storytelling here before, but today I'm going to show you rather than tell you. Second, this particular episode is about raising funds for cancer research and clinical trials to make people's lives better which is the end goal of most of the companies we work with or for. Finally, I'll just point out that the network you can build through having a podcast, and there's no reason this wouldn't apply to companies as well, is phenomenal. For this episode, I interviewed seven Olympians, one International Hall of Fame swimmer, two doctors, and a three-time cancer survivor. If you have a moment after listening, I'd love to hear your feedback. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Flip Turns. If you've been a listener for a while, you know that we tell the stories of people whose lives have been changed by swimming. Today, I'm going to flip that on its side a bit and tell you about some swimmers who are changing the lives of others and how you can be a part of it. Swim Across America is a grant-making organization that funds basic research and clinical trials to find treatments for cancer. In the next episode, you'll hear about some of the programs and research they fund, including the trial that led to FDA approval for a drug being used to treat several types of cancer. Swim Across America hosts open water swims in 20 cities across the United States. In this episode, I spoke to a handful of Olympians and Hall of Fame swimmers who donate their time to the San Francisco event. I also spoke to Drs. Rob Goldsby and Julie Saba whose programs benefit from the funds raised in that event.
2: We're starting to be able to harness our own immune system to attack the cancer, which is uh, an area of medicine that's termed immunotherapy. And this, this is a very exciting time to be in pediatric oncology because, yes, we cure 80%, but that means 20% die. That is not good enough.
3: Cancer is one of those diseases that leaves the people who are um, supporting those who are fighting just feeling completely helpless, like there's nothing that we can do. And through doing the swims, it's one of those things that you feel like you're actually doing something to help. Even if it's just something uh, as small as jumping into a freezing cold body of water (laughs) and swimming um, around a lighthouse, that you are jumping in and you are raising money and you are doing whatever you can to support those people that are fighting and raising money so that maybe one day that nobody will have to fight this horrible disease anymore.
1: Tell me, Who inspires you? Well,
4: for me, that's an easy question, because that's my mother, and... um... There are so many people that aren't known in this world that are fighting a fight that you'll never know. Like, the unfortunate thing with
5: cancer, there's so many. Bob Abbott.
6: Jordy Main.
4: My
5: mom. Jean McCann. Kyle Ditzler. Judy Heon. My aunt's name is Bonnie Sauter. Richard Quick, who is my college coach.
6: You know, I've always been one for balance in life and just appreciating what you have. And, you know, when you go to this event and you see these families and the kids and the brothers and sisters who have brothers and sisters who are going through this and, you know, how hard it is on them, like the things that make you upset in life are just not, just not, you know, not as important as you thought they were.
3: I swam with a woman who has tumors in her body and she is going through cancer treatment and she went out there and swam. Everybody that at these events
0: will inspire you. The, the Olympians are amazing. These are people who have accomplished extraordinary things and rather than sitting on their laurels, they are turning around and using their fame and their abilities to do good in the world. Uh, and it's it's really awe-inspiring um, to meet them and to see how excited they are to use their power uh, on behalf of people with cancer.
1: That's Dr. Julie Saba, whose research lab is one of the recipients of funds raised in San Francisco. One of the Olympians she's talking about is Rada Owen.
4: Well, the first thing that we do is we go to the hospitals and we go and meet the kids who are getting the treatment. Go back to the question of who inspires me. Those kids inspire me because, of the, again, seeing what they have to go through at that age, they have just the, the best outlook on life. They're so much fun. We get to play games with them and many of them are hooked up to their medication. When we're there and they, to see them be excited to see us, I almost feel like I'm not worthy. (laughs) You know, like I want to bring in Kobe Bryant to meet you instead of me, but they don't, but they don't see it like that. They're just so excited to meet an Olympian, to hold a medal. And most of them understand what that means. Some of them are too young to really get that, but their parents get it. And that's the best part of the weekend. And I try to, that, to me, that's better than the
1: swim. Here's Dr. Rob Goldsby, another beneficiary of Swim Across America. His program helps survivors of childhood cancer deal with the physical and the emotional scars of their treatment.
2: These kids are also going for the gold. They're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to overcome something that's really, really challenging.
1: Christy Kowal is an Olympic silver medalist and former world record holder.
3: One of the most amazing things is in the San Francisco swim, you are on a boat at the crack of dawn and you're riding out into this boat and everybody's like a little bit nervous because, I mean, it's not every day you jump into the bay (laughs) underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's something that is just truly breathtaking and incredible. But something that just tops all of that is that while we're getting ready and, uh, you know, after the safety talk, people are invited to get up and, and talk to the group
6: as soon as you get on there and you start hearing these stories of people fighting cancer and they're on there doing this swim alongside you and they've raised thousands and thousands
1: of dollars and then you're hearing from the doctors and how they're using this money that's mark henderson an olympic gold medalist and three-time world champion it's just it's unbelievable i mean you're in you're in tears i
6: mean you have parents on there who have had you know, multiple kids fighting cancer or passed away from cancer. You have young kids on the boat, ready to swim, who are currently fighting cancer.
4: You know, when I, again, when they were telling me about the event, they're like, oh, wait till we meet Susan. You're going to love her and she's great. And maybe you think, okay, yeah, you know, you hear that about most people. But to have the the outlook that she has on life, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty positive person, but I feel like if I just kept getting hit, over and over with those cancer diagnoses.
1: Rada Owen is talking about Susan Helmrich. Susan is a co-director of the San Francisco SWIM. She's turned her experience with cancer into a lifelong mission to help others avoid the trauma inflicted on her by this disease, including having her entire reproductive system, half of her digestive tract, and a lung removed.
7: When I graduated from college, I was diagnosed with two malignant tumors in my vagina which was unheard of and no one ever heard of it and long story short turns out my mother took a drug called diethylstilbestrol or DES which was commonly given to pregnant women in the 40s 50s 60s until 1971 when the connection was made that the mothers who took DES and the daughters some of the daughters very few of the daughters relatively few developed this very rare form of vaginal cancer. I was twenty one and was thought was in great shape, luckily, because I think I recovered from that pretty well. Um the following year, I uh, started graduate school at the Harvard School of Public Health and became an epidemiologist to study the effects of drugs, the long-term effects of drugs, so that I was hope that this thing would never, what happened to me would never happen again. Unfortunately, it's still happening today. I met my husband, I moved to California, I uh, had two children through surrogacy. Uh, 20 years after my first cancer, I was diagnosed with a rare form of lung cancer.
1: But none of that has slowed her down. Just 18 months after her third cancer diagnosis, Susan placed second at a national masters meet in the mile. In addition to swimming, she's putting her effort toward making the San Francisco Swim Across America event a success in terms of fundraising and community involvement.
0: There is not a day goes by that Susan does not recruit
7: someone. She's amazing. My friends see me and they run away. They're like, don't don't get me involved. I make them I make them, you know, volunteer, kayak donate food, all this stuff. So I I am pretty much that person and I am on some level the poster child because I am both a a, a cancer survivor and I love to swim.
0: You can't say no to Susan.
1: Suzanne Heim-Bowen has swum the English Channel three times and is an inductee in the International Swimming Hall of Fame.
0: She has this way about her. She like I said, she's an amazing lady with boundless energy. And I have so much so much respect for her. She just keeps going like the energizer bunny.
1: Participants find the event rewarding beyond helping out a great cause. Craig Beardsley qualified for the 1980 Olympics. He's now the director of partnerships for Swim Across America.
8: Right. People use this as a challenge to, you know, to to get his shape to train, to look forward to something and try to accomplish maybe something they never thought was possible.
1: Dana Kirk is an Olympian who now coaches at Palo Alto Stanford Aquatics.
5: I have my team come with me and it's a really great event for them because they get to see, they get to hear the stories. They get to be part of something bigger than themselves.
6: You know, like when people ask, about you know what what's your favorite part of the experience? to me, it's like there are such amazing people at this event with such amazing stories. you know you have to like reach out and just you know get out of your comfort zone and and talk to these people and, and you know see what their stories are. And to me, I mean, there's people in here who just started swimming like months before because it was important for them to do this.
5: It's really it really leaves impressions on the kids and myself obviously because I've done it for so many years, but it really leaves impressions on like my swimmers, my teenagers who really need to feel that. They need to know that they can make a actual difference just by doing things that they love to do and then hopefully they'll continue on with that as they get
1: older. Heather Petrie represented the United States in water polo at four Olympic games, winning a gold medal in 2012.
5: I just thought that there should be a tangible way for us to carry all of those people that we are fighting for into the water with us. Uh, we, we know we all have them in our hearts, but it's, it's another thing to be able to see them. So I borrowed a water polo ball from uh, my high school and took it with me to the hospital, had the patients sign their names, and then passed it around the boat in order for everyone on the boat to kind of make their mark and share um, who they were fighting for. And then I swam with it. So I jumped off the boat with the ball under my arm. And several of the water polo players that do it with me are kind of around, and we pass it around. And we swim the one, one and a half miles back to the beach with the ball. And I found that it made the swim easier. I would swim a little harder because the names that are on that ball are people that we are you know fighting for, and, and we should always remember them.
1: Here's Julie Saba again.
5: You know, Heather,
0: Heather won all these Olympics. Uh, medals and um, then she came home and thought about what to do and I think she it's not just one thing that she does she does so many things and when you talk to her parents you realize that they they raised her that way and it's a whole culture of giving back that is something that we can pass on to our own kids and it's part of why Swim Across America is so special because it raises funds locally and then spends those funds on beneficiaries that are within the community. And so people get to know one another and they really um, spread the love and and start to really live a life of community. And, and I think that Swim Across America is just an expression of that sense of, you know, that it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to cure a child, it takes a village to solve a genetic defect. It, it takes all of us together. And the emotional support that the community gives to me and that we all give each other uh, as people who care about cancer and cancer survivors, is, it's, it's equally important to the funds that are raised.
7: We in San Francisco have a pretty high return rate, you know, where people see each other year after year and it kind of builds community. The doctors who get our money are at the event, they're swimming, they're telling us exactly. It's it's not this, you write a check and the money goes somewhere and you have no idea, is it buying, you know, is it paying the electric bill? No, it's paying for the programs that these two doctors run. And the third thing is that we'd say, it's hard to swim in the San Francisco Bay and it's challenging, but it isn't as hard as a kid going through cancer treatment.
6: And it's just an amazing feeling. I mean, just giving back period, but it's giving back like times a
1: hundred is the feeling that you get before you jump in the water. 1984 Olympian, Susan Preston.
3: The highlight of that event for me and why it was so memorable. I was standing at the back of the boat with my flower getting ready to toss it into the water, and there was another woman standing next to me, and we both tossed the flowers and looked at each other and we were crying. And I was hugging her and she was hugging me, and she said, I just lost my mother in July, and I said, So did I. And at that point, it didn't matter that we didn't know each other, it was just that we had this common bond of losing somebody who we cherished to this awful disease
6: and it just you know you feel like one with this family of people jumping in the water and and swimming towards shore and then when you finally get there it's just this amazing relief and excitement and you know just Knowing that you're helping these people that you just met on the boat
8: puts you over the top. It's a high that you ride for weeks. And and the base Swim, you know, is, 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 a, is a pretty wild experience. And we run a very, very safe event, but we do expect people to be, you know, to train for it.
1: Suzanne Heim-Bowen is what they call a swim angel.
8: We're a guide and also, um,
0: Whatever the people may need in the water. Some people don't need extra support. Some people want somebody, a swim angel, somebody to swim right next to them. And uh, we will offer encouragement, kind of get them situated and relieve some of their anxiety and stress, and off they go.
1: I connected with Sarah Dunn on Twitter. She does the swim in North Carolina, but she shared her strategy for raising funds.
2: Uh, Put it out everywhere that you're raising money. Um, Facebook, Twitter, email, work, family members. Just let everybody know you're raising money. I have honestly like I connected my Swim Across America page to f- my Facebook page, and that's how I've raised the most money so far. I haven't even hit my work people up for money yet. Um, you know, because everybody it was like, oh, okay, Sarah's doing this. Well, here's $20. And this $20 adds up. Um, and if you have a personal story, share it. You know, everybody everybody knows somebody, and you can talk about how it's affected you. Also, people like to know where their money is going. I always mention that it's staying here in the Charlotte area, but because I know so many people all across the country, I include that the research done in Charlotte will help everyone, <laughs>
8: so... Well, <laughs> well, I think the, the, what's always on my mind first is, you know, people are going out of their way to fundraise for this organization, and they're taking time out of their, their weekend and taking time out of their busy schedule to also train. And I always feel like, at least for me, is you can't ever thank people enough for doing what they're doing. You know, and I always feel like I want people to know what they're doing really makes a difference. You know, individually and collectively, it's so important. And with especially, you know, with so many other options. And I I want people to know that what they're doing really does have a positive effect and it really turns into real results. And they've they've done a great job of creating
5: that emotional connection, that family atmosphere where if you've done it one year, you definitely want to do it the next and the next and the next. As a
0: cancer survivor, uh, a person with leukemia right now in my in my bloodstream, I can tell you that I feel as strongly as I ever did um, that we're fast as can be is not fast enough. There are people all around us who are depending on cures coming as quickly as possible and um, the more funds we can, um, we can generate to support that research, the faster we will get um, cures for those people.
2: There are many things to donate to. Uh, there's nothing better than uh, what Swim Across America is supporting.
1: To learn how you can swim, donate, or participate in any way, visit swimacrossamerica.org. Don't miss the next episode where I talk to Rob Butcher, the CEO of Swim Across America, and hear more from doctors at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospitals in Oakland and San Francisco about the important work being supported by the swim. Finally, if you like the podcast, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That helps us get more listeners so we can produce more great episodes. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and of course, tell your friends. Thanks, bye-bye.